came from outer space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop. The from outer space. I thought 50 yeah. Cent owned it. <laughs> no. All right, well. Um, he got paid a billion dollars to promote it. A billion dollars. Are you ready? Or are you gonna sit there sipping on that no, vitamin? Got it. Get that energy. Get the positive. Well, don't energy. you worry about what hey. you're doing, and I'll worry about what I'm doing. Harness the good. Playing ping pong and ding dang. <laughs> Where the hell's my music at? You ready? You ready? Yeah. All right, hit it. Happy Monday, fuckers! It's the podcast from outer space coming to you live on this July Fourth. We call it the weekend. It's not really the weekend, but we'll call it that. Uh, it's your boy Rob Scott, as usual. We got Adam Narlock in the house today. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And as always, Ryan Scott. Hello, everybody, and happy early Fourth of July. Sipping our vitamin water, getting ready for celebration of America. You guys got any plans for this Fourth? Speaking of, um, I think we're doing a cookout, right? That's what I was thinking. Cook up some meats, drink some beers. Oh, yeah. You know, always cooking out, drinking some beers, uh, relaxing, enjoying my time off. Hell, yeah. Playing some classic tunes Mm -hmm. uh, on the boombox there outside. Nice weather. Beers, beers, beers. Yep. And, uh, you know, just hanging out with good company. That's what it's all about, man. Playing some bad company, though, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Um, And, yeah, you know, what about you? You working? I actually got the day off, boys, so let's do it up. Do it so up. So you'll be cooking for everybody. That's what I heard. Grilling, chilling, and killing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get right into it, guys. So, yeah, we're talking about Captain America today, you know, fitting as ever for this holiday. Uh, back on to comics. I think this is our second uh, dipping into the comic realm. And, you know, we're going to get into the creators, uh, discuss the origin story as written in the comics, uh, take a look at some other media, and, uh, you know, discuss, of course, the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. And I'm sure we'll talk about a bunch of other shit on the way. So the research for this episode comes from uh, Marvel.com. Check it out. They got everything you need to know up there. Now, the creators of this legendary comic superhero are none other than joe simon and jack kirby uh two legends to the game uh two jewish gentlemen from new york city uh now joe simon was born in 1913 uh up in rochester new york uh take he took on you know odd jobs freelance newspaper work uh until he would go on to work for timely comics which uh was the precursor to marvel and and he was their first editor and we got to pour one out for this guy. Uh, passed away in 2011 at age 98. Mm. Now, this other guy, Jack Kirby, uh, he's regarded as one of the most influential figures in all of comics. Uh, born in 1917 in Manhattan. Uh, he also took on freelance jobs for newspapers before eventually working for Fox Feature Syndicate and then Timely Comics, where he met Joe and the... They ended up collaborating for uh, nearly two decades. Eventually, they both left Timely and moved over to National Comics, which went on to become DC. And now I heard they're uh, toll booth operators. Oh, yeah, man. I do have a real job. So, uh, Captain America, you know, these guys, uh, two Jewish guys growing up in New York, um, for them... Classic. Uh, you know, Captain America became a symbol of uh, hope, and he was really like kind of their voice, their way to like voice their opinions as writers on what was happening in Germany. Because 1940, uh, America wasn't in the war at the time that they created this guy, so they were like, "Hey, you know, this is fucked up. Let's fucking have this fucking American badass kicking Adolf's ass." Um, fucking badass. Now he was originally named Super American, but um, I believe it was Joe Simon was like, "Hey, you know, there's too many supers out there." Uh, he said, "You know, Superman. Captain. There wasn't many captains, and and I had a better ring to it, which I, I'd agree with, right?" Hell yes. So, um, what are your your all's like first uh, memories of Captain America? I guess 
Oh, definitely one of the first comic books that I ever got into. Oh, yeah? Honestly. Okay. okay. Not my favorite, but one of the first ones. I definitely remember playing the arcade game as a kid, and I had, like, a bunch of Captain America and Iron Man action figures. I'm pretty sure I have the script to Civil War, like Lexi has the script to Spaghetti. <laughs> you had that before? Cloudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, I definitely had the figures. It was one of, I think I had... My grandma took me to Big Lots and she let me pick two action figures. And the two that I chose was Iron Man and Captain America. See, we and wrote I, the script. And I had no idea. Like, I had no relation to comics. I was too young to read, probably. Uh, and I just, you know, I just loved the way they looked. Picked them up. Oh, man. Great memories of Cap. So, yeah. <laughs> Captain America, he first appeared in Captain America Comics, issue number one. And this actually went on sale in December of 1940, uh, which was exactly one year before the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And uh, this ran until issue 78 in 1954. Um I think it was like a lot of, uh, you know, after the war, like this, this shit became super popular, especially right when we got into the war. Uh, the first issue, which had Captain punching Hitler in the face, sold w- over 1 million copies, <laughs> which is like legendary for that time. And then after the war, um, you know, superheroes kind of died down a little bit. It wasn't as booming as during it. So, you know, 1954 rolls around and they ended up canceling his initial run. They had to uh, put Captain America on ice. On ice, yes. They had to fucking put him in the deep freeze. And so in 1964, he's brought back uh, by Stan Lee in Avengers issue number four. And um, ever since this issue, Captain America has uh, since remained in publication, going on about 54 years. Now, you were telling us, I think during the Deadpool episode, or was that Nick Lau? Somebody was telling us about like an online comic subscription service. Oh, yeah. That's the, yeah, that's where it's on Marvel.com. I need to give this because I was trying to, you know, cheat and look on the internet for like very first issue of Captain. Yeah. I would love to get my hands on that. Oh, yeah. That'd be trying awesome. to look up origin stories. I stuff. think they had it at that store we were in uh, down in Ocean Beach. Oh, the we other need to day. go back. Papa got paid. <laughs> okay. Got a couple hundred bucks laying around. Woo. So, um, Let's get into this guy's origin story. Um, Steve Rogers, you know, just a kid from Brooklyn, New York over here. Hey, it's little Stevie. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Stevie, what are you doing over here? Can you imagine if they had him speaking like true? <laughs> it's like Goodfellas uh, in the movies with Chris Evans. <laughs> so this guy was a fucking, uh, I guess not necessarily a loser, but he was a, a scrawny, frail bitch, as they're called. Uh, he's a string bean who's, uh, he, he was, he was uh, raised during the Great Depression. Um, his father was an alcoholic and died when he was just a kid. And his mom passed away from pneumonia after he graduated high school. Mm. Now, in early 1940, uh, he wanted to enlist in the army to fight the Nazis. Just like uh, Rod Serling, you know. Make sure you wanted check out our Twilight Zone episode. Yes, peep game. Now, he wanted to, you know, go fight this great evil, Adolf Hitler. Um, but he failed uh, to pass all of the physical requirements, you know. And he was invited to volunteer for Operation Rebirth, which was a project to enhance U.S. soldiers to the height, the pinnacle of physical perfection. Um, and this was thanks to Professor Abraham Erskine. Now, Rogers was obviously accepted. He became the first test subject. And after these injections um, of this super soldier serum, Rogers was exposed to a controlled burst of Vita rays, altering his physiology from becoming a frail bitch that we talked about before to the height of human efficiency. Uh, So, you know, this pumped up his muscles, he's super flexible, reflexes are lightning fast, and directly following this operation, that professor, boom, assassinated by a Nazi operative. So this left Steve as the only uh, one-of-a-kind super soldier. They were going to do like a whole army of these fuckers running around, but guy died, he was the only one to know how to do it. 
So we only got Captain America. Or so we thought. Yes. So Rogers was also given a cover identity as in the comics as a clumsy infantry private at Camp Lee in Virginia. Um, you know, this was the man behind the mask. Uh, he became both a counterintelligence agent and a symbolic U.S. hero in order to combat uh, Nazi Germany's propaganda successes, which were headed by the Red Skull in the comics. And this guy was more or less trained by Hitler himself. He was also like a version of Super Soldier, but the serum wasn't like complete. And uh, yeah, this guy became Red Skull. And then Rogers... He actually designed his costume based on the American flag, obviously. Hell yes. At first was given a triangular bulletproof shield and the code name Captain America Sentinel of Liberty. And the rest, that's history. <laughs> now, uh, well, we, well, but we, we do want to pull some other things, so hold on. Now, during a mission to the African nation of Wakanda, this is where Captain America met T'Challa and obtained um, a sample of this metal known as vibranium. And experiments with this produced um, the alloy disc, which is the circular shield, and this was given to Captain America as his new shield. Now, I think it was like um, in the first drawing that Jack Kirby did, he had the triangular shield. And I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, yo, this is too similar to uh, one of our heroes. And they were going to sue him. So then in the second issue, he gave him the round shield. Mm. And then that's the backstory on the round shield. Now, a few other things I wanted to pull that are, you know, important in uh, Captain America's story. Um, He became friends with um, his army company's mascot, James Buchanan Barnes, a.k.a. Bucky. And this, this little kid, he's like a teenager in the comics, uh, he learned of Roger's dual identity, and he said, hey, I'll keep this a secret if I can become your sidekick. And, of course, Rogers agreed, trained Barnes, and throughout 1941, going in well into World War II, Captain and Bucky are fucking out there kicking ass, taking names, beating up Nazis. Chewing up bubble gum. <laughs> and in the closing days... Um, they end up getting in this fight with Red Skull. Um, they supposedly kill him. And then they're trying to prevent uh, Baron Zemo from uh, launching this uh, armed drone plane. And this is where they crash into the North Atlantic. And Barnes, we find out way later in the comics, he was taken captive, becomes Winter Soldier. And then Rogers was hurled into the freezing waters of the North Atlantic. And both of them were thought dead. But obviously in Avengers 4, they find him in the ice um, and boom, that's where, you know, the comics kind of take it and roll with it. And we've seen Captain America in countless different series doing a whole bunch of shit, all the Avengers comics, the Civil War comics. Um, And interesting tidbit I learned, uh, Stan Lee, when he did the, the, um, what, what would you call it, reprisal of Captain America? Um, you know, bringing him back from the ice in Avengers 4. The reason why they made Bucky become uh, the Winter Soldier is because Stan Lee's biggest pet peeve was superheroes with, like, teenage sidekicks. He, like, hated that. And so, you know, he's got him basically becoming his own fucking badass Winter Soldier, one of my favorite characters in the MCU films. Uh, Let's get into the film. So, uh... Obviously, you know, Captain America, one of the fucking top superheroes at Marvel. So this guy's definitely got some movies made on him. Um, You might have seen one or two of them. Yep, probably. uh, Hopefully, if you're watching this. (laughs) Um, So the, the first, like, true, I guess, adaptation was this classic 90s film. Now, I did have, uh, here's my whole spiel on this. So if you haven't seen it, Captain America 1990, uh, it's on YouTube for free. Please check this yeah, out. Yeah, this was like a B movie, but I remember this was one of my first memories of just like movies. I remember, again, where my same grandmother, my beloved grandmother who let me choose Iron Man and Captain America toys at Big Lots, she would take us to the library, me and Rob here, to rent movies. And Rob, being a lot older than me, this had to be like 97, I'm thinking. A lot older. Three years. <laughs> so how old were we in 97? 
You would be six, you, so I would be nine. Yeah, so you cho- chose... So much older. You chose these two movies. Way Water, older. You chose these two movies, Waterworld and Captain America 1990. Arguably two of the worst movies ever. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, you brought them back. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? Like, I saw the cover. It's got him with the shield, Captain America, and red, white, and blue. And I was like, this is fucking badass. And, um, Waterworld was sick, though. Don't even lie. Oh, yeah. Especially back then, dude. And even Captain America was cool back then. I remember the opening scenes (laughs) with the shield. Very cheesy now if you go watch it. But, uh, at the time, dude. At the time, man, this was crazy. So, uh, I mean, right into this thing. Directed by Albert Pune. Pune? Pune? <laughs> Albert Pune. Albert Pune. Uh, now, this guy was literally known for low-budget B-movies. Uh, some titles include Urban Menace, The Sword and the Sorcerer, Alien from L.A., Max Havoc, Curse of the Dragon, and Bullet Face. <laughs> and Stan Lee is actually credited as one of the producers on this film. And like I said, this was the first like true adaptation of the character. There was a series in 1944, um, and then there was two in, I think, 79 that were straight to TV, but they were very loose adaptations. Really, they only had Captain America and the suit as similarities. Like The story wasn't the same. This one has him fighting Red Skull, being frozen in ice. You know, It's got all the comic stuff in there. Stealing cars. Yeah. Now... <laughs> This had a budget of $10 million, and I think I was reading somewhere that it, w- it was cut in half, so I think it was only like around $5 million, if that. And this made a whopping $10,173. <laughs> now, how is that possible? I mean, judging from what I just watched earlier, I feel like we could have made a better movie for that. Yeah, I mean, this This went through numerous writers and directors before being made, and it had a few different release dates, uh, but it was actually shelved for two years and then got a straight-to-DVD and TV premiere. Straight-to-DVD in the 90s? Well, I guess, like, straight-to-video. Excuse my French. <laughs> uh, uh, was there an animated version of Captain America? Yeah, there was a... F- or am I just imagining uh, that, that later in the outline? Yeah, there was some cartoons in the 60s. But uh, yeah, he's got a spiel on that, I believe. So this film has an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) This might be the one time Rotten Tomato gets it right. Now, essentially, this whole movie makes no fucking sense. Um, The actor, like the main actor that plays Captain America, is basically Jerry from Rick and Morty. (laughs) And uh, like the creation scene, they're literally just like shining a light on him. And it's, it's literally just a fucking camera light from set. Like they just backed the camera and put a blue filter on the light and shined it on him. And then the uh, there's like a scene where Red Skull ties him to a rocket, spoilers, and he's going towards the White House and he just kicks off the, the fin of the rocket and boom, it just misses the White House and lands in Alaska. And then there's a... Uh, there's like red skull in there. Like he looks kind of cool in the in the intro, right? When they're fighting, like yeah, pretty yeah. scary. Like leather Nazi trench coat, red face looks fucking horrible. It's Glass actually a red eye. skull. But they made yeah. him like have plastic surgery, and so his face just looks fucked up, and he's got his hair slicked back. He's Italian, like a Bond villain. <laughs> and there's also. Uh, he does this little car trick like three times in the movie where he's driving with people that are his friends and he's Captain America's like, stop the car. I'm going to be sick. It gets out and then just they get out to see if he's okay. He hops in the car and just jets off. <laughs> the classic Captain America right classic. there. And just the overall like you can tell the um, – He's wearing like a rubber suit and they have fake ears on it. Like they couldn't have just cut holes for his ears. And he, his shield is just visibly like a piece of plastic. Looking like a Frisbee game. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Definitely check this movie out. It's definitely worth watching. But yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, they figured, fuck, man, this one bombed so bad uh, that they weren't going to make another movie until 2011, which is when we get... 
the first Avenger, Captain America, the first Avenger. Now, this is the fifth film in Marvel's cinematic universe. Uh, this was directed by Joe Johnson, who did Jumanji and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Classics. Uh, and it was written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, and they've done all of the Captain movies in the MCU. Uh, this one had a budget of $216 million and earned... Three hundred seventy point six million at its box office run, and this is the first time we see Chris Evans as old Captain America. Now, Adam, this is your favorite movie of the Marvels, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, just the whole Chris Evans. No, I'm not saying I'm Chris Evans on any level, uh-huh. but <clears throat> when I first got into teaching, one of my students, after she finished all her work, took the time to make me a shield out of like construction paper and stuff, and brought oh, it up nice. to me, and she said. You look just like him, and then ever since then, the name Captain America has stuck. So, yeah, I always think of um, so that's your nickname at school. That's it. That's awesome. Near and dear to my heart, you know. Yeah. Um, now I always think of Chris Evans as the jock dude in Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> so when it, they announced he was Captain America, and I went and saw it, and like that's all I can <laughs> think oh, of. But I still think he does a phenomenal job. Oh, absolutely, he's uh, a phenomenal human being. Oh, too. a great actor too. I mean, it, to go from douchebag to Captain America, symbol of morality, <laughs> that's just you know class A acting right there. And I can see why they they chose him. You know, this guy's the pinnacle of American uh, embodiment, if you will, you know? Douchebaggery, if you will. So you think Captain America's a douchebag? Is that nice? (laughs) On July 4th. On July 4th of all days. You guys have all seen the car trick. (laughs) That's the old classic douchebag move. And I was a little disappointed that Chris Evans didn't do it a couple times in this film. (laughs) (laughs) He should have. Um,. So, I mean, did you like the film overall, Rob? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Oh, please. <laughs> okay. All right, this so. Is the same guy that doesn't like Attack of the Clones and he thinks Force Awakens. No one likes Attack of the Clones. Of it's not time. just me. It's better than Force Awakens? No. That's another story. Statistically, for later no. Statistically. Numbers lie. Well, there's lies, there's damn nope. lies, and Look there's at the statistics. Hollywood accountants. <laughs> right, so anywhere between 300 and 400 million we can't call it okay do we want to get into some of the differences um from the the marvel cinematic film and the comic origins mm. i mean i think Why? there's uh i think they did a damn good job of like um writing it you know i mean there's a few minor differences but it's really more or less for the narrative of the movie and i think it does a great job like He's uh he becomes like a dog and pony show before like fighting, you know? Right, right. Like he's like a John Wayne type character. Also like his relationship with Bucky is a little bit different, but I think I like how they they portrayed it. Like he was he kind of looked up to him. Um and the way he got his uniform, I thought that was great in um the Marvel movie. Like uh he just had the leather jacket, the fucking cargo pants and the belt and then he had the shield from his dog and pony show and stole the chick's um helmet with the a on it because they had the usa helmets and then that you see the evolution into his like crazy uniform with like the a on his face and mask you know no i think that's uh why i wanted to get my hands on that issue number one i would have loved to have seen the origin story there because i've seen like the 60s cartoon obviously we've seen both of the films that we've talked about so far. And again, I feel like the origin story is pretty much in line. It's very similar. Yeah. And the sixties cartoon is essentially like it's just comics like in animation almost like the animation on it is like literally comic book pages. It's not like a cartoon, like, um, Oh yeah. You know, yeah. like Batman, the animated series or, or X-Men, the animated series. Yeah. I get, you know, I get, I get what you're saying now. But um, it's very consistent. That's my point. Yeah. Is there anything that we didn't like about the the first Avenger, Captain America, the first Avenger? That it had to end. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that uh, number one issue, I looked it up. The least amount that it sold for lately is $10,000. Well, that's like a first pressing. I'm sure they have reprints that you can buy. They might. They might. Let's and if you go fund me. I want this. And if you sign up on marvel.com, nine bucks a month, you can read any electronic issue. There you uh, go. Okay. Sponsors. Loyal, yeah, loyal listeners. <laughs> kick us nine bucks so we can get in the <laughs> I will say the one guy, um, 
Timothy Dun Dum Dum Duncan uh, from the comics. He's in Captain America: The First Avenger, and um, let me just pull it up so you know this guy, like the picture of this guy, this dude. Oh yeah, he looks like fucking H H Holmes. <laughs> and like the way he talks, you know, he has the bowler hat. He is not like he is in the comics. I feel like he he's like it, literally H H Holmes kicking ass with Captain America. And um, where are we hiding the bodies, Captain? <laughs> yeah, so I have a hotel we can go to. Now, obviously, very successful film. Um, Chris Evans, you know. Pfft pinnacle of fitness this guy is a specimen of human physique he's my hero um so i mean i wish i could go into a machine get all jacked up like that that'd be cool right jacked up or jacked off jacked off oh, and jacked both. up um both so, at the same time <laughs> now we get a sequel it's no secret uh 2014 now this is the first film in the mcu to be directed by the russo brothers uh, they got their start on Arrested Development, mm. and the only film, well, aside from like a few of their startup films, they also did uh, You, Me, and Dupree. Classic. And um, Winter Soldier, yeah, first film that they do in the MCU um, with a budget of $177 million, so a little less than the first one. Earned seven hundred and fourteen point three million at the box office. So obviously they were signed on again and did the sequel and have since done Infinity War. An example of where the sequel did better than the original. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Good for those. I guys. mean, monetarily. Oh yeah. Now I definitely think this sequel is way better than First Venture. I mean, this is personally one of my favorites in the whole Marvel uh, universe. Um, it was. It's a toss up though. Uh, but at, at the very least, this, you got to admit, this one has one of the best action scenes of all time on the highway. Ooh. When they're on the highway and they've got that um, Hydra agent, the bald bald guy in their car, and he just, Winter Soldier just fucking rips him out the window. And then we get that whole action sequence between him, Cap, Falcon, and uh, Black Widow. Badass. That is fucking phenomenal action right there. I mean, this movie, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. This is like you and Solo, Adam. Oh, yeah. Well, that scene you were just describing, I had when I watched Deadpool for the first time, that's immediately what I thought back oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, badass, yeah. dude. That is, both those scenes are very good. Very oh, well yeah. Done. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I mean, phenomenal choreography, filming, editing, the whole shebang. A uh, bunch of explosions. I mean, this is everything I want to see. <laughs> it's nonstop action and... Winter Soldier is fucking kicking ass and taking names the whole time. Badass. He is one of my favorite characters. It's actually the first Marvel movie I saw in theaters, I think. Okay. Nice. Nice. Now, see, I will admit I was late on this one because uh, obviously I was at military school. I missed out on a lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of things. But uh, I ended up seeing this one. Oh, immediately became one of my favorites. I would actually love to see a Winter Soldier movie. Like, remember how when they're hide when they're talking in the hospital and Black Widow takes the flash drive that he hid and she's saying like, people don't believe this guy exists. His name is the Winter Soldier. He's credited with two dozen assassinations in the last fifty years because mm. they kind of like put him on ice and then take him off when they need him. You know. This guy's a fucking animal. I'd love to see a Winter Soldier movie on his background, like him doing all these assassinations, like similar to the X-Files episode, Musings of a Cigarette Smoking Man. You seen that one? No, but Ooh, no, I want that's to. a good It's one. like the cigarette smoking man's backstory, and like he's responsible for like JFK assassination, Martin Luther King, like orchestrating all this crazy shit. I want to see some shit like that with Winter Soldier. That would be badass. Would be badass right? I'd pay to see that. Oh, fuck yeah. So would Rob. So, obviously, successful movie. Um, obviously. No secret. Another sequel is greenlit. Um, in 2016, we get Captain America Civil War. Now, this one, again, was directed by the Russo Bros. Hey, they said, successful? We're going to up the budget. Gave this one $250 million, and this one pulled in one. Point one five three billion 
at its box office run. Now, thoughts on this one. Like I was saying in our last episode, I think this one is like more of an Avengers film, which is why, A, the budget was so big, and B, why it was able to do so well. Because, I mean, it's got everybody in it. Yeah. You know? And it, this is the introduction of Black Panther and Spider-Man in the MCU. Well, unlike the Star Wars franchise, this is a third movie that was actually good. So you didn't like Return? I'm not talking about Return. That's not the third. You're unbelievable. I'm talking about episode three. (laughs) You're unbelievable. You didn't like three? You didn't like three. Okay, guys. That's for Star Wars. That's for Star Wars. We're talking about Captain America. You're a liar. I'm messing with you. (laughs) So thoughts on Civil War. Obviously, Rob loves it. I know. This one I did not see in theaters. I watched it on Netflix when it first came out. So yeah, same. wasn't as hyped, but yeah, they do pack a whole bunch of people into this, and I think that's got to be why. It's got a little bit for everybody. That's how they pulled in yeah. all that money, man. And, I mean, runtime, two and a half hours, mm-hmm. but I feel like it has to to get all those character stories in there, and I, I feel like they did a good job. I mean, there is like a few parts where it's like kind of dragging, and you're like, come on, get to the fight, you know? <laughs> um but I mean, this this film caps the Captain America trilogy in the MCU. Still available on Netflix as we speak. Yeah, uh, actually, no, they took it off like three days ago. Oh, edit that out. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I think Captain America. I will say I think I do think Captain America in the MCU is probably the best like standalone trilogy. Like the Iron Man trilogy, uh, two is all right. Three is not that great. Yeah. Um. I mean, what what's the what other trilogies are there? Uh, Thor, the, like the second Thor sucked. Three was a good, yeah. The first one's definitely I, yeah. The best. I liked the third Thor, but the the second one not that great. Um, and then, but I mean, Captain America, all these I could I could watch them over and over, you okay. know. And uh, I mean, this one, yeah, we get Spider Man in there, badass. I mean, Aunt May, one hot piece of ass. <laughs> How, did, how is she the aunt? Isn't Aunt Aunt May supposed to be like an old lady? Maybe if you're Toby Maguire. And they they just say, no, we're going to do the opposite. We're going to get this hot piece of ass in here. Marissa Tomei, right? Oh, yep, yep. I'm trying, yep. Uh, now, that's definitely boner of the month, right? I was just going to say. But what do we think of Spider-Man? I mean, I think Spider-Man is quickly becoming one of my favorite characters in the MCU. When he's when they're at that fight in the airport and he's like, he stops Winter Soldier's punch. He's like, dude, you have a metal arm. That is awesome. <laughs> like, just his lines are so fucking hilarious. And he's like, you know, a kid, like a very young kid, like saying, "Oh, Empire Strikes Back" when they're taking down Ant Man. It's like you this. Really ever old- see that really old movie? <laughs> yeah. And um, man, I think he is fucking hilarious. They did a great job with that character. Now, what can we say on this film as far as like plot goes? I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting how they had the whole aspect of like you always see these guys just tearing through cities and like wrecking cities to stop this crazy shit, but you never really see the aftermath. And this one kind of showed like, hey, there's a bunch of implications for your actions, right? You know, when he's walking them through, when he wants them to sign the uh, what's the Sokovia Accord. Because this is after Age of Ultron, where they like wrecked oh, the whole yeah. city, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, you sign this so that you're you're kept in check." You know, I mean, I think this is. Wow, like, you're on Iron, you're on Iron Man's side. Wow. No, no, no. I think uh, this is like an interesting aspect. Like, hey, you're wrecking the whole city to stop this thing, but it's like, look what would have happened if they didn't do mm-hmm. that. Fucking, you want Ultron taking over the world? <laughs> Loki fucking taking over the world, right? Guys get no respect. But it is an interesting like plot point to make, you know? Now speaking of that, whose side would you be on in, in regards to that accord? Rob would be on Ultra Ultron's side. He's a bad guy. No, this is not this has nothing <laughs> to do with Ultron. Ultron's dead by this time. Uh, Iron it's definitely Man on Cap- Captain America's side, dude. Yeah. yeah, don't sign it. I mean, yeah, they're superheroes. What the fuck are are some government agents gonna do un get the fuck out of here it's very 1776 man we don't need somebody else telling us how to live our lives yeah and especially superheroes so you're all you everyone's on captain america's side don't sign the thing 
I think so. Yeah. Okay. This is the first time we've ever agreed on anything. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> now, what about the whole aspect of like, okay, Bucky Barnes, like Captain just can't let this guy go. I mean, come on, just kill him, and then he's never gonna kill anybody ever again. He just keeps having to save this guy because he's his friend. It's his fucking boy, dude. Yeah, dude. Basically, his brother. Okay, so then whose side would you take in the end when Winter Soldier killed Iron Man's parents? I mean, that's a tough one, man, right? Yeah, true. I mean, Winter Soldier kills your mom and dad in that heartbreaking scene. You're going to kill him, right? I think you got to. Or are you going to say, oh, well, yeah, your brain was hijacked, so that's cool. <laughs> that's fine yeah don't worry about it man you ain't gonna say that right kill the son of a bitch I mean, right? yeah, you have to <laughs> okay you have to um now i think how about this and this is interesting i was thinking about this in regards to like civil war uh plot point i think it's kind of like um america you know this two-party system that's constantly at neck and neck with each other Red and blue. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's like, come on, guys. We got to stop fighting each other. We got to work together on this. Because I feel like throughout the whole movie, if Captain America just talked to Iron Man and been like, hey, look, um, this guy's mind was hijacked. They've got all these other super soldiers. Let's fucking solve this thing. Like, they're just being assholes about their ego, right? Oh, yeah. And it's like, you got to let that go. Fly out the window. Work together as a team. And I think that was pretty interesting, you know, because, uh, you know, comics have always been political. You know, X-Men being a metaphor for racism, uh, Captain America, when it was created, being a symbol of hope for these Jewish gentlemen, you know. And I think that's uh, pretty cool how they added that uh, in there, if, it, if that, in fact, was their intention. Are you all right with politics and comics? Me? Anybody. Oh, I mean, that's what, what I'm saying. That's what I think they they basically are that. But I'm saying you're good with it? What about politics and sports? What do you mean good with it? What are you talking about sports? I'm just saying, are you good with politics in your comics? I'm not good with politics in my sports. I want to watch sports. If you're reading a comic, do you just want to watch people senselessly beat other people up? Well, that's what I'm saying, though. But you got to... That's gotta, what I'm asking you. I feel well, like that's where comics kind of originated, though. Yeah. That's okay. what I'm saying. So like, it's always going to be a part X-Men, of it. I mean, at, it sucks, but... I mean, yeah, it's like they were made for kids, but I think they're getting at a deeper subliminal message. Like comics always have a, a moral character and a morality and some good type of message yes, to them yes. because they're to teach kids hmm. bad and good and conflicts in yourself. I mean, I think that's kind of the point of comics. They're not just senseless action, but kids read them as that and they're like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. But then... <laughs> It's putting that into their head, like, hey, check this stuff out, right? I see it. Now, so I pulled some information. Um, Iron Man versus Captain America. Obviously, we get that iconic fight in the end scene. And I've got to, you know, just ask live on the air, Rob, can you please reprise your role as Bruce Buffer um for one more um tale of the tape tale of the tape please <laughs> i'll get it queued up I'll see what i can do and so we'll kick it to rob for now our tale of the tape it's time fighting out of the blue corner standing six foot two inches tall weighing in at 220 pounds with a professional record five wins two losses fighting out of brooklyn new york Steve, Captain America Rogers, fighting out of the red corner, standing six foot and six inches tall, weighing in at 425 pounds, fucking huge, six wins, three losses, one draw, fighting out of Long Island, New York, Tony Iron Man Stark. Eureka, brilliant, that's brilliant. So, uh, all right. Now, who you guys got in that fight? If you hadn't seen the movie, who would you... Because, I mean, we can say Captain America wins, right? Yeah. He definitely gets the upper hand. Now, would you guys... Is that who you would originally say? Not after hearing Rob's tale of the tape. No way. 425, 6'6". Six, six. So you're giving... Um, you're saying uh, 
Iron Man is the favorite. Yeah, I don't want to break any hearts, but yeah. I'm going underdog. Yeah? Well, Iron Man's got three sticks on his loss record. That's true, but he also has six wins. Also is using a mechanical suit that can malfunction. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, obviously, we saw the film. Um, Cap gets the upper hand, and only because he fucked up his, um, what should we call it? His little uh, chest thing that powers his heart, you know? We He's like, totally know. killed that. Yeah. And leaves him alive, walks away. And this is the cap on the Captain America uh, series in the MCU. I mean, obviously we get him in the Avengers films, but this is the last time we see him until Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And what happened in Infinity War? He's got the fucking black suit, you know? Now, we know that's a a rip straight from the comics. Uh, Just a few others that I wanted to mention. Um, There is briefly, he became uh, Nomad character wearing like a black suit soldier without a country um and this is the rip that we see in infinity war you know he's got the stealth suit on no white star it's torn and tattered he's not wearing his mask long hair the beard um you know this is a rip on that character caves and another one i thought was interesting in two comics um captain america wields thor's hammer uh, one, he actually fights with it, and one, he just hands it back to him like Vision in Age of Ultron. But if you remember in Age of Ultron when they're like all drinking together and they're trying to lift Thor's hammer, you remember that scene? Oh, yeah. And Captain America, like, nudge it, like, comes up like a few inches, and, and Thor's like, you see his face get nervous. Is that like precursor to maybe Cap will have his hammer? But I guess his hammer got My- destroyed in Ragnarok. So it's not coming back in the MCU, right? Well, he rebuilds the one. Yeah, well, Groot, it's, remember it's, Groot helps him out? Yeah, but that's not Thor's hammer where only the worthy can wield it, you mm. know? That's, that's, that's a completely different weapon. I think that says a lot about the character of Cap, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this guy's t- fucking badass. <laughs> now, as far as comics go, um, Captain America is ranked sixth on IGN's top 100 comic book heroes of all time. Really? Yes. Well, now, do we have the list? Um, I can pull it. So you want to see one through five? I know one through five. If Cap is six. I'll okay. All right. All five. right. Cap is six. Um, Superman is one. Okay. Obviously original. Uh, you know they got to go with that. Um, what do you want me to keep going? Yeah. Batman number two, obviously. Okay. Very successful. Yep. I I agree so far. One two, yeah. Maybe I'd put Wolverine at two. Ooh. Or maybe, yeah. I mean, Spider Man. Okay. He's probably like the most. Guy, I guess I would say overdone, right? I mean, how many fucking Spider Mans are? And they're still making other ones yeah. separate from the MCU. Just um, like a teenage character, if you think about who your target audience is, young teenage boys. Yeah. Stereotypically, I obviously... And they're doing all the animated. Yep. Um, and then Wolverine, mm. obviously. I mean, he's up there. He's fucking awesome. And Wonder Woman beat Captain. Wow. What? You don't agree? You think Captain should be before? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Wow. Green Lantern is what? Six, seven... Well, this is comic books. It ain't Ryan Reynolds movies. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just saw him in Adventureland the other night. Great oh, film. Oh, you watched that? Yeah, Chris and I checked that one out. I'd never seen that before. Okay. Good film. Um, yeah, so he's six on uh, IGN's top 100 comic book heroes of all time. Um, and that list is from 2011. So that's obviously when the film first came out. Okay. And he is second on their top 25 best marvel superheroes obviously i believe iron man is number one um but uh you know cap is number one in our hearts Always uh, <laughs> where where does he fall on you guys's list like where do you put him in like your top superheroes he's got to be one for me i was gonna say i know he's adam's favorite really just too near and dear to my heart man okay okay i like it Ever since that girl made you uh, a paper mache shield. Hey, not all heroes wear capes. Okay, Rob. Obviously, Batman's your favorite. Yep. So. Oh, please. 
wealthy playboy is captain that's, why that's this guy's favorite is captain room. america in your uh let's say top 10 okay oh. top 10 man brutal all right where do you have him i i would definitely say top five i mean up on ahead of him i'd put for me um wolverine and i think iron man um just, wolverine's your number one no, not necessarily number one. I, the I, same guy that used to run around the house. Yeah, with pencils, you remember? <laughs> I think he also uh, used to have a spider web in the corner of his room. Yeah, I would. I, yeah, I would blue. think Spider Man would be That's my true. number one. Spider Man, huge fan. Um, so, now, did you want to get into some of this uh, controversy? Well, I don't teabag? necessarily want to call it controversy. Contraband. <laughs> controversy. I don't necessarily want to call it controversy, but. I mean, there's just definitely some interesting things going on, at least in the comic book world. Okay, now Captain what do we America. got? What do we got? Um, first off, a new author, illustrator. Oh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yes, yes. So, yes, yes this guy has, has he's done a run of Black Panther, um, and he's still going to do that. And this guy is like a, a huge political activist, like a correspondent for uh, some news channel. You know, we don't we not to get into politics, but... Um, this guy is very political, and he started doing the Black Panther comics in 2014, I think, and now he's signed on to do the new run of Captain America, which is dropping on July 4th. Conveniently. Yeah, wow. I'll probably check that out with that Marvel uh, membership if it's on there. Hey. Uh, but they might have us go buy it. Now, what are you thinking? This is going to be bad? No, I don't want to say bad. I think it will be interesting to see the perspective of a black man on what is traditionally a, you know two jewish guys made yeah yeah i Captain was thinking America about that i think it, i think he can do a good job at it now i've never read his run of black panther but i mean think about it um I'm created he can't do a good job yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to see his perspective yeah that's what i'm saying on. like okay, uh yeah. because i mean obviously you know captain america was was created by these two uh jewish guys you know obviously a very um what would you call them like oppressed um marginalized yeah group of people and so i think it'll be interesting to see um his take you know from a different uh perspective than that yeah so um you know check that out now there's also the when they made him the hydra agent in the most recent run yeah yeah so now okay what are your thoughts initially on that? Stupid. No, I mean, did you hear the whole story, though? Stupid. That was in the first issue. Stupid. But <laughs> why? Why do you say that? Are you going to... See, that's the perspective I don't want to see. Like, you can't turn this guy who's, you know, the epitome of American goodness into a, a secret agent for the be- ultimate evil. Yeah, but it was all a ruse. Um, with oh, the time please. cube, he put in false memories... I mean, this was an issue number one. I mean, think about it. Come on. I mean, at least this guy tried something different. <laughs> no. Captain America's been around for 54 years. We can't keep hearing the same story. Yes, we can. I mean, dude, fans got pissed at this. Did yes. you see some of the Twitter stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, people raped this guy on Twitter. They were saying, like, you know, <laughs> fuck this guy, fuck that, fuck you. Um, he's a scumbag. I mean, just type in uh, Twitter um, Captain America Hydra agent, and you'll find a slew of insults on this guy terrible um, idea from the start there's but just I, some I, things you don't change yeah Boy. but i get where he was going because he didn't change it it was just uh i mean it was literally in the last page of the first issue of his run cap says hail hydra and so of course readers are going to be like <laughs> yeah. huge cliffhanger i gotta get the next issue this guy's trying to sell comic books maybe that's what they were mad yeah. about yeah i've never um, been they tried but to turn people got evil. pissed i don't think he did because the whole run was like really this guy got a time cube and implanted these false memories and changed the space time continuum. i mean these are comics captain america's died in the comics he's come back People never stay dead. Things never change. It goes on to a new set of uh, writers, and they do something new with the character. It always resets. Got to address the current politics. Like yeah, you know, it's, right, it's right, comics. Right. This is constantly being updated. Um, so, you know, respect to him. I, obviously, it didn't translate well, so people aren't going to buy it. But, you know, that's the whole thing. You don't have to threaten this guy. <laughs> people are afraid of change. Yeah. <laughs> like Obama said. Now... <laughs> 
what else, what other controversies we got up here that you wanted to talk about? How about uh, I mean, did you guys hear any of the gay rumors? No, I did not. What enlighten us? Yeah, well, tell us more about that. Share with the group. <laughs> apparently, and I would love I would love to find this article again. But apparently, uh, old Steve Rogers and Bucky have a thing for each other. Oh, and this is like in a run of comics or what? Or this is just someone's anecdote? No, no. They this is a fan story? No, or they this wanted is this to actually happen. Who's they? They, the masses. Oh, people like it, like people are... It. Well, yeah, but, you know, fan, that's fan service. They're that's, not going to pander well, to that. They might. Maybe. I hope not. <laughs> you want to see... They don't what? like the idea of him having false memories put in his head that... Yeah, make him think like he's a Hydra him. agent, but they want to see him banging his best friend. <laughs> I guess. Let's have him in a rainbow suit, a rainbow shield, <laughs> coming out here Come supporting out the LG. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Have dude. him out there in Pride. Hell yeah, he's the leader of the Pride Parade because that's where America's going, dude. Oh, We're God. celebrating that Captain stuff. Pride. <laughs> yeah. Now, do Big we want to get... dildo coming out of his head. And that's his superpower. Do we, <laughs> <laughs> we want to get into Dude, like... That's his superpower. <laughs> I'll just fuck it around here. That'd be my run of the comics. Um, do we, <laughs> we want to get... Uh, Assless chaps. Do we want to get um, into these other appearances at all? I mean, hit on these cartoons or anything? Well, how about this Disney stuff? Oh, the patent? Yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool. Interesting. What are your thoughts on that? If you, for those that don't know, Disney, um, you can go actually look at all the Disney patents um, on the um, the CNET website. Um, but basically, Disney has got a patent for like essentially a VR shield. It's VR, right? I believe so. So you have the shield and you can throw it on this rail and it'll slide back to you. It's like VR type shit. So now... This is alluding to possibly a new Avengers ride at uh, Disneyland or Disney World, or both. I do not remember. Okay, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's the whole spiel. That's, that's just the spiel. I mean, there's so much coming up. But so we were talking. You know, Disney obviously acquired Marvel. Yes. They've uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Well, they've acquired. Oh, I Lucas think they're doing Film. a great job so far. I'm kidding. All right, keep going. So I guess the whole thing is to eventually they're trying to get like X Men and stuff too, so they yes. can eventually tie everybody into Infinity Wars and finally kill Thanos, maybe several times. Who knows? And Deadpool. Uh huh. I don't know if I'd want to see a Disney Deadpool after what they've done to Star Wars, but I did see an article the other day. Who wins in a fight, Captain America or a young Luke Skywalker? Oh, like if he could break his shield with the lightsaber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what was the consensus on that? Well, I want to hear your thoughts first, and I'll tell you the consensus. <sighs> Man, well, just judging from uh, Star Wars itself, obviously. Um, now, if you remember in episode one, great fucking film. Great film. Qui-Gon, he's barely getting through um, this metal door. When taking they shut forever. it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, taking forever. Cap Shield, strongest substance, vibranium, Black Panther, Wakanda forever. <laughs> I don't think a lightsaber's getting through. Not in a fight, right? Like if you could just sit there and drill through it, maybe. Uh maybe, but that would take how many years? <laughs> so you're giving the odds to Cap. Yep, I'm saying Cap. Cap or your young Skywalker. Skywalker. Really? Yep. Cool. What about Cap and Ray? Is Captain America using the Force? I don't think so. <laughs> He's a super soldier. He's Is enhanced. he a Jedi Master? I don't He's think enhanced. so. He's enhanced. Did he train with Yoda? I don't think so. He's enhanced. <laughs> you see Captain America out there standing in front of AT-ATs getting fucking blasted, not doing anything? He could. He was a hologram. And that was a hologram. Yeah, can he project himself as a hologram somewhere else? <laughs> I don't think so. So, Luke? Yeah. Cap? Yeah, okay, so here's what I read. Okay. In the Marvel Universe, Captain America wins. In the start, now this was from old uh, Luke Hamill. And, oh, or, well, sorry, Mark Hamill. And old Hamill. Luke Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same person. They are the same person. Okay. Old Mark Hamill himself said, in the Marvel Universe, Cap wins. In the Star Wars Universe, he wins. Well, no shit, but how about... <laughs> I'm just telling you that. Now listen, hear me out. How about when Disney... Because this is announced, Disney's doing a Star Wars 
Marvel crossover. This is not a <laughs> But how about if they did a crossover, who are you giving it to? First off, I would see that movie. I would actually see that movie. Oh, no shit. <laughs> two of the biggest fan groups yeah, in cinema. Yeah, but I'm just saying the last two Star Wars really blew. But still, you know you're going to go pay to see the next one. Yeah, I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> they they've got, got you hooked. Bastards. Um, well, you said that Solo is one of the best movies you've ever seen. Yeah. It's one of the best movies I've seen in theaters lately. And that was a Star Wars movie. And you just said you don't like where they're going with Star Wars. But then that's one of the best movies you've ever seen. But that's That's a nugget of of nostalgia for him. It's not part of the timeline. So neither would Marvel crossing over. (laughs) That would be badass. (laughs) Okay. um, Anything else on this stuff? How about our video game guy, Adam? Just a long list of games, and I I only even selected a few. Okay. Uh, I guess there was the Doom Tube of Megalo Man, which was on the Commodore sixty four. That just tells you how far back. I don't even remember. That's like Atari. Yeah, thing. that's that's like way before us, right? <clears throat> but you know, just shows the influence Captain America has had even since then. I do remember Captain America and the Avengers. Arcade? arcade yeah hell yeah playing that at chuck e cheese man man i don't remember that one. Ooh, so good that's one i wish that i would have gotten like a port to like the super nintendo or the sega or something i remember marvel vs. capcom yeah everybody yeah oh big great. big i remember people on the college campus like having big tournaments like every month for that ultimate alliance that one was badass that's actually the only one that i remember now, besides what, marvel vs. what capcom. was uh ultimate alliance on what system Xbox, PlayStation. What about uh, Marvel Super Heroes in War? War of the Gems? Oh, that's Super Nintendo. I guess that's based on Infinity Wars. War the of old the Gems. Infinity Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I'll have to check that one out. I got the Super Nintendo. We just got do you have, the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it up, do it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about this? Any, any other ones worth mentioning? I mean, there's like two like pretty much games straight from the movies that pretty much just walk you through the movie. Um, the Lego ones, I play those with my nephews all the time. They think it's the greatest game ever. Like okay. they, they've seriously never beaten the game because they just stay in the same part, beating people up as these Marvel Legos. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So now, is there anything we want to say about Steve Rogers, Captain America, Commie Smasher, <laughs> Sentinel of Liberty himself? Anything else? Symbol of American patriotism. Great all-around superhero. Great role model. Oh, definitely top five of all time. Good role model for kids. Um, and, you know, great in, you know, in America's times of chaos and dismay. And, you know, Captain America's always been there. Just the hero that we've needed. Yes, the hero that everybody needs to get us back into that spirit. So, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Um, I wanted to shout out to some of our loyal Legion of listeners. Uh, seriously, one of my favorite parts is just interacting with you guys. I've gotten some text messages from some listeners, gotten some uh, Instagram messages from Bub's Burgers out in Indiana. Check that place out if you're ever out there. Get your picture on the wall like I did. Oh, yeah, this guy did the challenge, and one of our fans saw it. Shout out that guy. That guy. That guy. I don't want to put him on blast in case he doesn't want it. That's true. I think we should send him some stuff, though. If you're listening, you know who you are. Yeah. Get at us. We'll send you some stuff. (laughs) Well, guys, as always, feel free to slide in those DMs, Podcast from Outer Space on Instagram, or our email, which is podcastfromouterspace at gmail.com. Get some of those stickers. And we finally do have those t shirts being printed. The design's done. Send them off to my guy getting them printed within the next week yes guys so um on that one we are getting off now before we're we get getting off, off. <laughs> so on that one we are signing off um now we it's no secret fourth of july coming up we're and guys i know it's, it's been rough it seems like times are, are getting uh as more chaotic than ever in america so um we've got a special outro for you guys today um, I hope that you guys have some things prepared and we're going to leave you guys with some words of wisdom. All right, you motherfuckers out there. I want you to remember one thing when you're celebrating 4th of July this weekend. 
get off your fucking ass and put down the hot dog for one minute and show some goddamn respect and salute the fucking flag and remember that you're a goddamn American. Big tits. Say fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Hillary Clinton. Roll a fatty. Apple pie. Ford Motor Company. Baseball. Light off some fireworks. Buy a gun. Head west, look for something better. Go fucking discover something. Go invent something. Get off your ass like fucking Benjamin Franklin and get electrocuted, you fucks. <laughs> Go to the casino, hang out with some Indians, and make some money. Have some goddamn respect. Crack open a cold 40 and pour one out for the homies. Stop fucking whining on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Speak English. <laughs> Put somebody right in their fucking face. Fuck building a wall. Lace up your fucking boots. Mickey Mantle. Mountain Dew. Peyton fucking Manning. www.pornhub.com We'll put a boot in your ass. You are a fucking American. Remember that. And don't listen to anybody bad mouth. The United States of America. Stars and bars, brother. 